The seventh entity that makes up a human is the ego. It must be understood that the ego is the entity that takes over your functions and faculties when we are awake, whether we like it or not. This is our routine, habitual behavior. The ego creates logic, our material reality, and fills the mind's need of significance. This is our unique individuality, the I-ness. Remember that our souls vibrate a unique individualized song which reverberates a unique resonance through our entire essence of being, through all of our bodies, soul, free will, physical body, emotions, spirit, mind, and ego. The nucleus of the ego is virtue and functions in the way of rationale, the analytical, logical, critical thinking, and morals that are built within ourselves through experiences and programming. Virtue means conformity to a standard of right, morality, or a particular moral excellence. Ethics are generated from our awareness and are divinely given to us, whereas morals are imposed on us by others, which is why awareness is key to unlocking ourselves and the patterns of this world. The ego is also the psyche and gives the rational understanding of everything for the mind to reason with. Otherwise, it's called confusion, which is what we as humans are going through right now. The ego's nucleus, virtue, is where all the personalities reside. We need a peace of mind to form a character. Remember when we talked about the high character in the mind video? This is where these are used, within the ego, which is only useful in social environments and the proximity of other people. The ego was created by the mind for social situations and survival. The ego can kill you in order to survive, to not be wrong, just because. The ego never wants to be wrong. It wants to shame and blame everyone else but itself. It wants to be important, and anything that gets in its way can be bulldozed over. A child cannot have a developed ego as it is created around the age of puberty for mating and social purposes. Understanding the ego's purpose and how it is in conflict with the spirit constantly will lead to better navigating of these entities within ourselves. It is a little seed that resides within the significance quarter of the mind. Ego is a kamikaze, so reckless in behavior or actions as to be suicidal or jihadi, suicide bombers. It will kill you just to not be wrong. If the ego is becoming bigger than the mind itself, it will not make any difference and it will create two entities against the spirit. This has been happening more and more with so many as we can see the ego virus running rampant amongst so many of our peers, friends, family, and even detecting it inside of us if we are aware. The ego is the child between the spirit and the mind. The ego is constantly in conflict with the spirit, a constant battle for control while the ego is constantly losing because it wants to take over the senses. The function of the spirit is the senses. By telling someone you are wrong, the ego is attacking the senses. This is where people say, you hurt my feelings, where in reality, the other person's ego is attacking their own senses as well as the other person's senses, their spirit. It's a spiritual battle. Think about how many wars have been fought in the name of religion. Religion is the manipulation of the ego. How many religions use guilt or shame or being afraid of death to drive their narrative? 
We all must believe in something. But is this fed by some other ulterior motive or from the divine creator directly poured into our being? Is it accepted by your absolute truth, the extension of our divine creator? Government wants to control or govern our minds. Religion wants to govern or control our egos. When the mind and the ego are governed from outside of our individual unique selves, they are very dangerous and have led our world to where we are today. When Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, this was the birth of the ego, the realization of shame and guilt. We can overcome this by knowing ourselves at the deepest parts. The darkest parts of our beings is where we will find the gold and where we can free ourselves. Free your mind and the rest will follow, meaning the ego. Self-convenience is the entity that is the most easily manipulated or influenced by others. How many religions play on emotional triggers in order to control our egos and claim spirituality? This is why it is so important to know thyself on every level and understand the inner workings of the seven entities that make up a human being, the individualized uniqueness of each self. The eight prime components of the ego are the feelings of. The first is the feeling of accomplishment. It is important to feel like we've accomplished something. We must be able to determine if this accomplishment is a healthy driver in our virtue or not. Is, this, is what we're accomplishing fair to everyone involved? The second is the feeling of validation, recognition, or importance. We are social beings and being recognized, validated, and feeling important is important as long as we seek it within humility. We yearn to be praised for what we have done or not done, but it shouldn't be strictly about human recognition, but our divine recognition, validation, and importance. In the human realm, this does give us a boost to our self-esteem, to feel like we're going in the right way, but it is ultimately this divine recognition that we should seek within our human ego meaning we should let our spirit govern our ego more often. Number three is the lack of creativity. Usually, these kind of people are highly sensitive, very clean, and organized. For these people, everything has to be familiar and in order from their point of view, their perspective. They will most likely be the ones that give you advice and may demand that you be more like them. They like to feel in control of their environment, their proximity, and their destiny. They follow a script of sorts. Number four is the feeling of honor or pride. Honor is the main understanding of its nucleus reputation. Having a good reputation in everything we do promotes the feeling of honor and pride and builds up credibility within ourselves and others around us. We all need to know we can rely on certain individuals at certain times with the understanding that it must be fair to both sides. The fifth is the feeling of shame and envy. When we feel shame or envy, we must check immediately if this is something within our human ego or if this has been projected onto us from others. Shame and envy can lead to many physical issues within our bodies. It can lead to depression or sadness which can lead to blood disorders within our physical vessels. Number six is the feeling of guilt and blame. The same here is with shame and envy. Guilt and blame can lead us to neurological disorders within our physical bodies. 
These are lower vibrational energies that we can manage when we are aware of why these have happened and then understand how to transmute or transform them into something more constructive. It is best to take responsibility for our mistakes and not blame guilt or shame someone else, including ourselves. Take each moment as it comes and practice over and over how to be fair to each other, including ourselves. Observing ourselves from a bird's eye view is a great way to observe our own behavior so we can identify what we don't like and practice fair responses, fair actions, being aware and considerate of everyone around us, including ourselves. Number seven is the feeling of righteousness, a moral rule or law or regulation imposed on others or what we would call self-righteousness. The opposite of ethics, which is the divine consideration of awareness, which acts within fairness with others and within ourselves. So being right or wrong does not mean that it is fair. All humans are created equal. This is not right, wrong, or indifferent. It's just fair. Morals are laws or rules imposed on others, while ethics are given from our divine creator from birth. From the time we were babies developing within our mother's womb, we were covered by the divine ethics through our mother's spirit. Once we take the first breath and choose our own spirit, then we're given our own ethics from our divine creator and our own individualized uniqueness. We are protected within the womb for nine months before we can make any sense of this reality within our own ethics in a fair way. When we discuss righteousness of the ego, we are referring to self-righteousness. There is also a divine righteousness that supersedes our egotistic self-righteousness. To attain divine righteousness is one of the goals here as it would be a divine ethic rule or law direct from our source of being or divine consideration of awareness. Number eight is the feeling of stubbornness. Stubbornness is an unwavering stance that one holds regardless if it is correct or not. Many rooted in religion, politics, and certain traditions can be stubborn in their beliefs, and this is not necessarily good for that particular soul. We must be aware of what sticks to our absolute truth, our soul's nucleus. What is true for one may not be for another. Being stubborn in the spirit is an unwavering stance on what we hold in our absolute truth. What sticks to our soul? Is it a stubbornness that is within within our ethics or within others' morals? Are they divinely given or are they given by man? Let's recap all of the seven entities that make up a human body in a hierarchy. That make the unique individualization of each of us in this world. The soul is like the great-grandfather, the wise one that has the nucleus of absolute truth the glue that sticks all other elements together to make us who we are. The body is our temple. Free will is the grandfather. Emotions are the grandmother. Spirit is the father. The mind is the mother. And the ego is the rebellious child. The rebellious child does not want to listen to father, the spirit, and is in constant conflict. The mother, the mind, is the nurturing one that smothers the child with significance and attention. The emotions, the grandmother, is like giving candies to the ego child to quiet him and keep him happy in a sense. The free will, the grandfather, works with the child with directions, intentions, and teaching him how to be decisive, 
which the ego child will constantly have doubts, and doubt is a decision killer. The body, the temple, provides a home on this planet for all of our entities to express themselves. The body houses all of the entities for this world. Even the ego child may want to restructure the temple with plastic surgery, liposuction, or any other body-altering method. Know that we have been equipped with all that we need direct from our divine creator. There are no altercations necessary. The soul is the great-grandfather, the wise old man. He is all-knowing. He directs the child gently with humbleness that generates humility. The ego child will always listen to that wisdom. He has no choice. Knowing when we are functioning within which entity is so very important. Am I functioning with my free will right now? Am I functioning with my ego? Keep these entities separate. We can only function within one entity at a time. We cannot function within spirit and ego at the same time, for example. When we are asleep, we cannot function with the ego because the spirit takes over and the mind is traveling outside the body, bringing back dreams or so-called providence. Polynesian philosophy talks about the three minds, the father, the mother, and the child. Very, very important point to remember. The ego is only useful in social environments, social situations, finding a mate, finding friends, and for survival. Do not live from our ideal self. Living from the ideal self is usually how many people portray themselves on social media. Their lives are great. Nothing bad ever happens to them. Others watch and say, they must have the perfect life. This is the ideal self-image that they want others to see. This can go to both extremes though. Some accounts have everything bad happen to them and constantly complain that nothing good ever happens. The first element of our souls is honesty and honesty generates acceptance. If we cannot be honest with ourselves in every part of our being, we cannot accept ourselves. Therefore, we present the ideal self to everyone around us. Being honest with ourselves leads to being honest with others, which leads to a healthier ego in portraying ourselves as we really are. The constant work on the inside to be sure we are being honest within so we can accept ourselves to be honest with others and let them see who we really are. How do we anchor ourselves if the reality from the ego perspective is fake? We anchor ourselves by knowing ourselves. We must know ourselves within each of the seven entities of our beings, the soul, free will, physical body, emotion, spirit, mind, and ego, keeping each entity separate from each other at any given moment. This takes a lot of practice as it is not easy to master. Knowing your unique individual soul, the glue for the rest of six entities to stick to, we are absolute beautiful souls. We are not our reality, for this is our ego, the ideal self. You are not your body. You are not your mind. You are not your emotions. You are not your ego. You attract your free will and you choose your spirit, for you are an absolute beautiful soul. Blessed are they that look in the mirror and see their soul. The ego must die an earthly death of the flesh and be reborn of the spirit, meaning we must be able to break down all aspects of ourselves, know ourselves at the deepest part of our souls, and embrace all of our parts with unconditional love, with virtue, hope, high character, absolute truth, and intent. 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind, as the mind created the ego. Renew your mind and the ego must follow. We lose our mind and come to our senses, as senses are the function of our spirit, the Father. Understanding the ego is so very important, as the ego is very important in our day-to-day lives. Realize how needed this is, but also keep in mind that this must be used in a fair way. Fairness is the key when working from our ego. What an amazing tool for survival. Logos is order, knowledge, the word, sound, the divine sound, wisdom manifested in creation. Eros is life-nurturing love energy. To simplify Logos and Eros, we are discussing the sound Logos and love Eros. We are to flow with unconditional love into the divine song of harmony, for this immaculate love activates harmony, the song of our divine creator that flows in and through all things. Being grateful for everything as it comes, as gratitude activates grace, the portal to harmony, the ultimate healing, the thread of the universe as harmony is the divine song that will lead us to the ultimate purpose of life, joy. The mind creates and fuels the ego based on what the mind takes in and how it reasons. Balance is crucial in order to maintain the virtue, the behavior of high moral standards, righteousness, that moral perfection that we should aim for always, and it all stems back to the absolute truth of each of these and staying connected at all times. Healthy self-love, the constant flow of unconditional love, We should always be giving ourselves to constantly keep that mindset and renewing of the mind as we give to others. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Meaning when we are self-governed and we are in connection with our absolute truth, which is the nucleus of our souls, the extension of our source of being living through us, we will all be able to see our divine fate and be able to flow into this fate in faith, knowing that we are flowing into the grace portal leading to harmony, the ultimate love song from our divine creator directly. We have to watch these patterns we see in the world. They all have patterns, and when we are aware, awareness is key, We can move through this world much easier seeing and knowing these patterns to know which way is best for each of our individualized, unique souls journeying through this life. The mind's nucleus is hope and contains high character. So the hope and high character of the mind fuels the virtue of the ego when the mind is properly taken care of. This proves the importance of dedicating time to each body each day to nurture, feed, and grow each one. Staying in alignment with each other so we are in alignment with our source of being, the divine creator that fuels and charges us with this divine connection. Connection full of protection, nurturing, and immaculate, unconditional love. Every necessity perfectly met in divine, perfect time. Understanding how we function as a whole and in detail on every level. Do we remember who we are? We are unique, individualized souls that understand ourselves so deeply, managing our emotions, patient and kind, not envious or boastful, not arrogant or rude, 
not insisting, not irritable, not resentful, not rejoicing at wrongdoing, but rejoicing with the absolute truth. How to process the emotions in a healthy way would be channeling that energy of anger, frustration, rage, etc. into something constructive, alchemy, transmuting lower vibrations into higher vibrations of loving intelligence, unconditional love, raising the entire planet together through our unique individualized songs that harmonize all that we are into one, pulling everything up into the divine passionate song of healing, harmony. Ephesians 4.23 said, And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Ultimately learning how to manage all emotions through the transformation of the mind, the ego will follow, and the renewing of the spirit, connecting with our source of being through absolute truth, synchronicity, and serendipity so that pure luck reigns for all. Divine acceptance comes when we accept our absolute truth the extension of our divine creator made in his image. For honesty generates acceptance in this realm as well as all the realms above. Christ brought this message many times over the centuries. Flow into the crystalline, the Christaline, the resonance of our soul's vibration, our individual notes flowing into our universe's song of harmony, the sound of our divine creator. Be still and know I am that I am.